Hello and welcome to United Q Barbecue Podcast, the only barbecue radio podcast in the UK, brought to you by your host Dan from United Q and his co-host Barbecue Forte. Hello. On today's show, it's just going to be uh, me and Barbecue Forte basically introducing ourselves and having a quick chat, talking to you about what's going to happen in, in our regular weekly shows in the future. So how they're going to be structured in the future is we would like to get a guest on each week, a barbecue enthusiast, whoever you may be across the country, get in contact with us, even international. We are looking to uh, to venture overseas as well. So if you would like to be on the show, if you could email us at uqunitedq at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Flickr, everything at UQ United Q, or you could find myself on Instagram at Daniel Shahin, or you could find Barbecue Forte on Instagram at Barbecue Forte. So if you contact us on one of these, uh, one of our social medias or emails, then that'd be great, and we can get you on the show. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to have a chat. Right. So what I'm going to do is first introduce myself. I'm Dan from United Q and I am just a barbecue enthusiast and I sort of started off as more of a sort of grilling enthusiast, I used to grill everything, grill everything I could, uh, wouldn't cook anything on the hob, if I could grill it I'd grill it, so everything would be on the grill and then uh, I suppose I got more into a bit of charcuterie so I was curing meats and I was smoking meats sort of cold smoking wise and uh, sort of brought, the both, brought both together and started what I consider proper barbecue so uh moved down that side of things and here I am now loving barbecue more than ever and uh sort of barbecue everything I can every day of the week as much as I can rain sun wind snow anything I'm out there at the barbecue so I'm gonna ask uh barbecue forte to introduce himself now and tell you a bit about himself yeah thanks Dan um so I'm as I say barbecue forte um I'm a online barbecue blogger and also the creator of the Great British Barbecue Off, which I'm sure we'll talk about more in the show in the future. Um, like yourself, I started off, I guess, grilling most things. That's kind of the way you get into barbecuing, I think. And uh, growing up, my dad would be always out there grilling on the barbecue. It seemed like a manly thing to be doing. And that quickly got me into taking over whenever he wasn't looking. I'd try and get in there, um, go to any barbecue parties at anyone's houses and you straight away it's like men queuing up by the barbecue to see when they get their opportunity to jump on board men are just drawn to fire yeah so the ladies are inside gossiping and the men are outside queuing up ready to try and take over the tools um but like you said like a few years ago probably about three years ago i guess now i got like, start to get really serious into the barbecue and, and as most serious barbecues do started off with a Weber kettle and everyone seems to have one and starts off with that and learns to do everything I guess on those and then from there start to venture out into the big wide world of barbecues and try and try out different things but I've even I've had gas back in the day but it's not something I delve into these days that was yeah I started off with a I had a, a charcoal grill as such, which is a smaller sort of coffin box unit, which I used to grill like uh, all of our all of our standard sort of barbecue food, and then I went out and bought a a big sort of gas unit, which which was like uh, uh, probably about a few years ago was like all the craze. Everyone wanted yeah. this showstopper gas barbecue, so I went yeah, out and bought all one. The extras, <laughs> yeah, and uh, and sort of realised that 
well, knew charcoal was the way. That was the reason why I wanted to grow anyway, and sort of just moved back to that after after yeah. uh, venturing into the gas for a bit. Yeah, and then the more more I got into it, the more you discover about the difference of briquettes versus lump wood versus all these different ways of cooking the food, and you start to get a real love for it. All I guess there's quite a community out there of people that are willing to share and talk about their experiences. So you get on the Facebook forums and Instagram and follow some people <laughs> I'm sure we'll introduce a few on the show and those sort of people help you out and you can get really into it and before you know it you're a semi-pro <laughs> or pro if you know what I mean <laughs> um, you were saying Dan a minute ago about getting into cold smoking and stuff you should tell people about your first cold smoker you home built yeah so uh, when I started charcuterie uh, I sort of built myself a, a bit of a custom unit, which was from an old filing cabinet. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, so, uh, and also, uh, I've sort of made my own cold smoking instrument, the, the Grandmaster Smoke, I like to call it, but it's like a, a tube with, a perforated tube, which you fill with uh, smoking pellets, wood pellets, and uh, it, it burns a full tubes, 50 centimetres, and it burns for 13 plus hours. So it gives you a great smoke, a nice thick smoke for about 13 hours. So I'd sit that in the bottom of the... Uh, bottom of the filing cabinet and then I had some uh, smoke spreader holes in the drawer above and then cut out the jaws the bottoms of the jaws for the rest of them and then used to hang meat or put in uh, grill trays to hold the meat in the in each drawer so it was, it was a really it worked so well I was so pleased with it and yeah. then I tried uh, a <laughs> the first time you showed me the video of it you like opening the drawer it's just smoke everywhere and like this is actually working. It was it's pretty a awesome. filing cabinet and it it's smoking food. <laughs> it was a drill and uh, like a jigsaw cutter and I had myself a, a, an awesome smoking unit. It was absolutely perfect. Still have it now, actually. Still use it for my cold smoking now because it was so good. So, yeah. yeah, it's just sat there, loving life. Lots of people do it with even like old fridges and all sorts of things. Yeah, yeah any, all sorts of things. Cardboard box you can smoke, cold yeah. smoke. Yeah, cardboard box, anything. Because you, cause you want your temperatures sort of... Uh, like below 70 Fahrenheit, you don't want to, a lot of cold smoke, you don't want to basically, you don't want to melt the fat, so you want to keep the temperature as low as possible, and also you don't want the risk of the food going off, because obviously, uh, so that's obviously another problem, so again, you're smoking cheeses, anything like that, you need to keep the temperature down as low as possible, as you don't want it melting, ending up in the bottom of your smoker, so again, with bacon, same sort of thing, if you're curing, if you're smoking bacon, you want to keep the temperature down, because if you start to render the fat, then you're not going to have a great bacon at the end, so you want to keep the temperature down as low as you can. That was another great thing about the filing cabinets, because the height of the unit, your actual tube was, or your your cold smoking device, whatever it may be, uh, was sat at the bottom of that, and you had so much height that it actually kept, even if there was any heat, it wasn't going to affect your your cold smoking, which was awesome. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was the love of sort of that that wood smoked food, that that flavour, and and also the sort of the, the grilling flavour, the cooking on the grill that that got me into got me into sort of the what I consider real mm. barbecue, what what we're venturing into now and, and what we're really sort of experimenting with and I mean you can use your tube that you've made with hot smoking as well though can't you because you could yeah. just put that alongside if yeah. you've got a fire already burning you could stick your tube at one side and that'll carry on going still again I haven't actually used it myself but it would have been awesome uh, I mean a lot of people would talk about how they're going to smoke with gas gas barbecues and stuff like that but if you sat one of these tubes uh, in one on a grate it would actually turn your gas barbecue into an awesome smoker. I know certain people that burn chips and stuff like that on gas barbecues anyway, but this would be an awesome way that wouldn't 
wouldn't cause an awful lot of mess at the bottom of your uh, your gas barbecue. Yeah, does, it, does the chips stay inside the tube? Yeah, well chips. Afterwards? Yeah, chips stay inside the tube. You, I, I mean, when it cools down, I mean, it doesn't really get hot. But after you've finished, pick the tube up out and uh, take it to a bin. Do you like when you uh, pick up like a char and the charcoal still sort of kept its form? Yeah. Normally, like briquettes, normally yeah. do a bit better when you pick out your uh, your. Basket, charcoal basket, yeah. yeah you pick up your charcoal basket, basket coal basket, and uh, it's got. It looks like they're all solid still. You give it a shake, and it all mm. just falls to dust straight yeah. through. Yeah, so you just pick it out, take it over to your bin, yeah. give it a little shake, and that's it, empty. Yeah. Does it always just keep burning the whole time? Have you ever had it go out halfway through or anything? I've never had it go out. No. Never had it go out once. Uh, so what I do is. You start it off with a blowtorch at one end, mm -hmm. or any sort of flame at one end. Yeah. Let it actually light. So you want to want to actually burn it until it actually sets on fire. You have got a nice flame, and then what you want to do actually is blow the flame out. Mm -hmm. Blow the flame out. The embers will then continue to burn because of these pellets are so so dry. Those embers burn, and they burn steadily, nicely. And you get, I mean, like I said, I, I've had over thirteen hours and. And I haven't actually timed any longer than that. I know for a fact I've had over 13 hours. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's such a great economic way to smoke if you yeah. if you cold Using smoking. pellets, you said. Yeah. You can use that dust, can't you? I've seen people just packing sawdust into it. Yeah, basically. you can do, yeah. I, I've never tried sawdust with, with what I use, but I know a lot of other cold smoking units or some smoking units use, use sawdust, and, and that's great as well. Uh, these pellets are just basically sawdust that's compressed, so mm -hmm. no difference really. You buy them, you can buy all the different flavours, and, and actually really cheap, really economical way of doing it. Obviously, if you're going to be chucking them onto a onto a barbecue or smoker, they wouldn't really work. They burn out too quickly. It's mm. the same as the chips, really, or yeah. sawdust. Some people use chips, pre-soak them. I would. I don't soak my chunks because I don't see the point. But with chips, if you're going to chuck a handful of chips on a barbecue, they're burnt before you know it. So, yeah. what about the pellets? You soak them when you're packing. Them nah, nope. You don't pack. You don't. You don't soak them at all. No. You want them to be as dry as possible. So that's, so that's another thing. If you actually find that. You have pellets or dust, and you're about to cold smoke, and they've uh, and they become a bit damp. A great way to dry them up is you can actually put them in the microwave, put them in the microwave, and blast them for 30 seconds. Actually, just dry them out, and uh, then they'll burn. So that's quite often a problem if you are actually trying to cold smoke, and you're finding that your pellets or dust is going out, keeps going out, keeps going out. That will usually be the the cause is because your your wood's sort of damp. So that's a great way to do it is actually just pack it into a little bowl, put it in the microwave and just blast it a couple of times, 30 seconds, that will dry it out, get it back in and that should solve your problem. Cool, good advice. <laughs> um, a feature that I'd like to introduce on the show sometimes is like talking about books and stuff because I've got loads of books which are awesome. Yeah, every barbecue enthusiast, it's been Christmas, we've yeah. all got our books. Uh, yeah. The shelf stacked at the moment. I had to have a clear out of the... Uh, old reading books now and make more space for the <laughs> barbecue books, meat books. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah i've always been a food enthusiast always loved food that that was again probably the the original side to even barbecuing or grilling was was my love for food so even my sort of uh recipe books uh i've got such a massive collection and now that's starting to i'm having to start to get rid of some of those because my barbecue collections becoming sort of uh astronomical but you actually you were telling me one about you you've just bought recently that you're really interested in that's uh, not really yeah. recipe based but no well it's got some recipes it's not really barbecue based I guess the, the first thing but I've just I've read a lot of barbecue recipe books now and I really want to learn more about the actual meat itself and like what cuts are what and where they come from and like what makes a good meat I guess and 
reading the ginger pig um, meat book cool is cool. really really interesting it's a really good book and yeah you've been you've been saying recently yeah, about like little bits talking about it to everyone even people that aren't interested i've just got to keep telling them about <laughs> my newfound knowledge as a butcher awesome <laughs> awesome who's never butchered anything <laughs> <laughs> oh great yeah but yeah i'd like to say that with that book it's really it's quite inspiring really because he started from nothing he got like three pigs and set up his pig farm and now he's got over a thousand pigs i believe on his farm and yeah he's got so much awesome so many different animals and varieties and different breeds breeding, and everything yeah, yeah. It's awesome. talks in the book about how to breed like the perfect pigs and there's different perfect pigs for different reasons obviously if you want bacon and curing it's going to be different to the big cuts of meat so there's yeah. different ways of doing it so I mean, it's the same as sort of like butchers on here really at some point wouldn't it yeah so I hope so <laughs> yeah I hope so and also something we talked about doing is, is hopefully doing a butchery course at some point in the yeah, future definitely. ourselves so that's one thing we're definitely interested in getting involved with so there seems to be a few of them around but it's just trying to find which one's best for what we want mm. But yeah, that's something that we'd love to talk to is as a as a couple of butchers that are on the barbecue scene that barbecue as well. So it'd be great to have them on the show, listen to their sort of point of view from their side of things. And uh, it's always great to learn more about the meat you're barbecuing. I mean, like you never know, you can never know too much about about what you're cooking. I always think that I always try and do a bit of research. And, and like you were saying about even like the different breeds of stuff. So mm. there's plenty of different meats, different cuts that I want to try. But also from every different cut you've got, you've got hundred different breeds you could have of it so there's so there's so much sort of there's so much such a big spectrum there mm. to try things out it's, it'd be cool to to hear from as many sort of butchers as we can to be honest yeah and farmers farmers seem to know a lot about yeah. the meat as well so i'm quite impressed really i've often just thought farmers are just going to produce the animal get them out there but they do know their stuff these yeah really interesting guys um even joe joe lang he's good friend of mine good farmer they produce a lot of lamb on their farm and he's actually quite touchy in how it's uh, cooked in the end isn't he, he likes yeah. it to be he <laughs> likes to, the lamb to be done justice yeah so it's got to be cooked in a well not in a particular way but as long as as long as you've done the lamb justice he's yeah. happy isn't he he's a happy yeah. farmer yeah <laughs> respect your animal yeah yeah no, i think that's awesome i think that's that's exactly the way it should be i mean I love barbecuing. I love sourcing out the best meat I possibly can, which is why I tend to always go to a butcher's, yeah. uh, especially local butchers. Uh, after reading this book, you almost like don't ever want to buy meat in a supermarket again after what it tells you. But I'm sure all for that. All for yeah, that. I'm sure they're not all bad, but definitely support your local butcher is my advice. Yeah, definitely. Get to know them as well, because getting to know your butcher and tell them, give them feedback on it. So if you've got a cut from them and you'd rather it had a bit more meat in here and there like if you know what you're talking about and read books like that book i've just read then it does teach you enough to be able to like know what you're asking for i guess when you go to the butcher because often you can go and just say i want ribs because you've seen someone cook amazing ribs and the ribs you end up with aren't the ribs that you saw the picture of I think so. what we've got, all got to remember is our butchers are not quite geared up for this this barbecue scene yet. They are starting to uh, to become a bit more clued up, and there's there, there are some butchers around, especially the ones that are into barbecue, mm. who are on the barbecue scene that we quite often sort of hear from and speak to ourselves. But when you have, go into your average butcher, they're not geared up for the barbecue scene. So a lot of the cuts that we, we might be looking for, uh, they don't actually regularly produce. So sorts of things like... Uh, 
short ribs. Short ribs have been been a been in the British sort of uh, eyes for years. Mm. Been a traditional cut, but they're traditionally cut into singles. So, if you wanted a plate, all you got to do is ask your butcher, "Can I have a whole plate?" But they wouldn't normally do that. So it's just they're not going to get a plate and just leave it as a plate. So they yeah. cut them into individuals because that's what they've always done. And little stuff like briskets. Oh, the UK way of doing briskets is a roll brisket. Mm-hmm. You want a whole pack of brisket. You want the whole thing. Mm. Just ask. Or if you want a particular bit, you want the flat, you want the point end. Mm. Whatever you want, you can ask for it if you yeah. just want one part of it. But the way your butcher's going to do it until you ask them or speak to them, they, they will actually, I'm sure, 100% sure that they'll actually respect you for speaking to them about it and actually enjoy yeah. learning because, I mean, that's their trade. They love it. I'm sure they'll enjoy learning a bit about, about the sort of barbecue world. So if you were to actually ask them for anything, I'm sure they'll actually try and get it for you. I mean, tri-tips one again. Tri-tip, never seen tri-tip down here at all in, in any supermarket or any butchers. Mm-hmm. But as soon as it goes to my butchers and I explain to them what it is, Ah, yeah, no worries. Next time it comes in, get our deliveries on Monday. I'll have it ready for you. Yeah, and that's all it takes. And like, never look back. It's yeah. Awesome. So, like you say, there, it's key to find the date when they get their deliveries. That's most of the butchers around here now. I know like which days they get stuff in. So if you're planning, yeah, a cook at some <laughs> point, you need to know which ones are coming in. And yeah, and any good butchers right will one. get like a whole animal in, or or half half yeah. an, half the the whole animal in, and, and butcher themselves in there. So. Anything you ask for, there's no reason why they can't do it as long as you explain it properly to them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, the the barbecue scene out there, Barbecue 40 has already touched on it, the, the sort of societies and stuff. I mean, I've learned so, so much from being in there. Mm. I've contributed as well and, and feel feel awesome when, when people sort of like your contributions, say thanks, it's, it's great. But also I've learned so much. So if there's anything you're struggling with or... You want to try certain cut? Just ask. Ask on the ask on one of these forums, or or even ask one of us. Email in a question. We could always answer your questions. That's something we'd be looking to do. So, if you hit us up on any of the social medias with a question, we could always answer that. But taking as much information to your butch as you can, you'll come out with a great quality product ready to slap yeah. on the queue. <laughs> they love it as well. It's, it's like you said, it's what they're passionate about. So, going back and giving them feedback it makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Become friends with your butcher. Yeah, awesome. Might even have financial benefits. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, certainly, yeah. I mean, I actually uh, played rugby with my butcher's son and uh, only started going to him. This uh, I didn't actually know. I moved to a different area, started using a new butcher's and it happens to be uh, an old teammate of mine's dad who runs it. So I get a little bit of a cheeky discount there, yeah. which is always handy. It's always nice. Yeah. <laughs> I think any good butcher will bundle the stuff together you want yeah. and give you a good deal on it. Tell you, if you if you're going there regularly again, if you're going in there regularly and, and buying this and that, and they'll always look after you. The good quality butchers will always look after you. Mm, definitely. So barbecue Mondays, we are recording this now. It's a Monday. We have barbecue Mondays between us, where we've been barbecuing at the weekend, and we haven't quite managed to finish all of that food that we've barbecued. So we bring a bit in for each other to try. It's also a chance to just show off how great we are. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> so barbecue forte barbecued a bit of lamb actually yesterday. Yep. conveniently made it too late that anyone in his family could eat it so mm. it, was, it came off the barbecue about 8 o'clock so uh, <laughs> yeah, we, had a, we had a roast dinner with no meat yesterday and produced a nice shoulder of lamb just for myself yeah strategically done though it wasn't a, it wasn't an accident strategically done yeah 
<laughs> and used my uh, homemade lamb rub, which I made a little a few weeks ago now. Which I, it was, oh, it smells awesome. Mm. You opened it up and literally smelled absolutely insane. Yeah, making your own rubs is cool. You should definitely get into that. It's also something cool to do when the weather is too horrific for yeah. barbecuing. Um, but. If you're not as lucky as me to actually have a designated uh, barbecue outhouse, then yes, weather may affect you. Yeah. <laughs> I still stick with it. I was out there Christmas Day in the rain. Yeah. But sometimes. Get the little gazebo umbrella yeah. up. I can, I'd see it. Yeah, I've got my big umbrella, Coca-Cola branding. <laughs> not, not endorsed by them. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, it's still fine. I do, I've said to you before that I find that having an umbrella over it does hinder the airflow, I think, through the barbecue. So definitely yeah, affects my cooking. Yeah, I can see that. Definitely. So I don't really like doing it. But he used one of the uh, ceramic ceramic grill ceramic yeah. covers, uh, ceramic uh, barbecues, and uh, I actually tagged you in something on Facebook the other day. It was like a little mini sort of. Uh, it was like a small umbrella unit that sits on top mm. of the. Uh, yeah, sits on the like, the little chimney at the top yeah, there on the daisy wheel looks part pretty awesome so it just sits over that yeah it looks pretty awesome something to good. try out yeah won't keep my head dry but yeah keep the right. meat dry keep the meat dry <laughs> that's all that matters these yeah. days i don't know if the water dripping in is going to help the meat keep moist or not <laughs> <laughs> bit of acid rain yeah so just try out <laughs> i forgot what took us there what what took us to that then what that was Oh, rubs, lamb. rubs, <laughs> rubs and lamb. Yeah. Yes. Well, the, yeah, that rub that I made anyway, I was, I wanted to make something very lamb specific as a rub and I went for like smoking some garlic and smoked rosemary. I put all of that into my bullet smoker for about five hours and just reduced it all down and dried awesome. it all Awesome. Right so you, you smoked all these herbs and spices actually at home on yourself? Yeah. yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So I thought it's... I, adding a new layer to it really of spending a bit of time actually so just for the audience there how would you go about doing that so i i just got all of the spices and herbs that i wanted and put them all onto a tray in at the top of the smoker and then put about four lumps of i think i'd used beech when i did that smoke that okay time. awesome awesome um, so I put a, a load of coal in there i was actually like smoking some other food down below it as well but I yeah, cool. Why take not? Take full advantage of that yeah. smoke that's coming through anyway. Use it whilst it's there. Use it whilst it's there. Yeah. Awesome. So, so yeah, smoked all of those out for a few hours. I think some some parts longer than others. They were drying out. I didn't want any of it to burn, so I just dried it out on a piece of like parchment paper. Cool. And then after that, put it all into like coffee slash spice grinder. <laughs> and his next coffee was mighty funky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm, lamb. <laughs> Um, yeah, so but it keeps for ages as well. So once you've made that, yeah, just stick it in a jar. And I suppose it wouldn't be any different to like the spices you have in your cupboard anyway. I mean, no. everyone's got a spice, just one of the spice jars in their cupboard from 1955. Yeah. It's been there. It'd be fine. Yeah, it'd be fine. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I mean, sauces yeah. maybe a little bit different, but your, your spices blends. I mean, I'm sure yeah. there's there's no reason why not. Just chuck it in the cupboard. Yeah. Never lasts that long anyway. Now, once you start barbecue and rubbing, you go through spices like there's no tomorrow. Yeah. So, I mean, I've tried many rubs myself, and, and some of them have been great, some of them not so great, some of them I felt were almost pointless. Yeah. I tend to make all of my rubs myself, like you, mm -hmm. but also I have had some other great rubs. But yeah. 
and I hope to actually speak to some of these people that uh, these rub companies that are in the UK there's, uh, there's a few around that are doing really well and uh, mm-hmm. people swear by their products so it'd be great to have a couple of them on the show in the future maybe give us a bit of uh, some hints and tips on how to produce a, a great sort of uh, rub blend yeah. but uh, yeah I'm really happy with what I do myself and, and what I smell of yours mm-hmm. were, were pretty god awesome mm-hmm. so uh, so yeah I always sort of try and push or encourage people to, to make their own rubs if possible. Yeah. I like to use the rub as, like, double up as a sprinkle as well. So I often will rub the meat, then smoke it, barbecue it. Yeah. Back afterwards once it's actually broken down, ready to eat, give it another sprinkle afterwards as yeah, well. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Just gets that real kick of flavour back into the There's food. something there really cool to check out, Steve Reichlin's Barbecue Bible. It's a website. If you go onto the website, there are some spice matrixes on there. Uh, if you're ever struggling or wondering what to put on with what, what goes with this, what goes with that, if you're looking to cook a particular barbecue style, then uh, they also tell you what sort of style uses what sort of rub. So it's a great uh, couple of matrixes on there for you to go and check out. I've I've looked at them before and and sort of they've helped me sort of shape out a couple of my standard go-to rubs as well. So definitely worth checking out. Mm. And to, while we're talking about like the standard rubs, I first said to you the other day, I needed I was doing like a Moroccan dish and I wanted that Razal Hanout. I think it was called. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't I foolishly didn't look up what's in a in that mixture but let's, my, let's just not name it you, again let's just let's just yeah. yeah my advice to you is to look up what these mixture when they talk about these mixtures look up what they are because if you're like myself you've already got a cupboard full of every single spice under the sun yeah and actually it's quite often you quite have all often, the ingredients yeah yeah I mean, it's like a garam masala you I mean people go out and they buy yeah like a jar of garam masala and i'm yeah. like well what is the point in that yeah you've probably got all the spices yeah already there in your cupboard yeah. people are going out and buying yeah. spending this much that much on a garam masala I'm like mm. no mm. no no just go for it you've got it in your cupboard mix yeah. it up mix it up yourself yeah if you haven't got it then obviously it can be the cheaper way to get it but if you've not got if you have got it all then why not make it exactly how you like it if you yeah. like it a bit spicier you can put a bit more Exactly. That way you can experiment. You can, you can actually, yeah, you can try different things out. You can do this cook. You can add a bit more of this. Do with the next cook. Add a bit more of that. Or I didn't like this. Or I didn't like that. And and then you end up actually creating your own thing, mm. which is which is pretty awesome. Mm. Always yeah. into that. Yeah. And sauces alike do the same thing with a sauce. Yeah. Yeah. Even, even like some of the best sauces, I look on the shelves in the shop because I know half the ingredients in there are. E numbers and preservatives and stuff if you ignore all those so ta-da you've got the recipe yeah. for a barbecue sauce <laughs> exactly I mean there's so many different barbecue sauces as well and again so many different things you can try so just give it a try guys just mm. try things out and experiment I mean I've, I've seen plenty of different uh, barbecue sauces on, on these sort of forums and again things I've bought and I've looked at the ingredients of and I've tried different things experiment with this experiment with that and, and again I, I have sort of a uh, I still use the the, uh, the the tubes that I, I bought the barbecue sauces in. I've just refilled them with my own sauces now yeah. and, and sort of have my own go-to sort of uh, range of sauces that I use in my cupboard, which is pretty awesome. I love it. Uh, people come around for barbecue all the time and, and they use my sauces. And it, it, it's it's great to see because quite often they, they share the sort of flavors that my rubs do. So mm. it's always sort of just the adding that extra layer of, of flavor and enhancing what, what you've created. So... It's good to have a range of things and it's good to use a range of spices and it's good to create yourself to know what's going in there. So, yeah, just pretty awesome. Give it a go. 
Yeah, we'll have to we'll share some of our own recipes at sometimes on the show as well. Yeah, I'm a particular fan of your barbecue sauce, as you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, awesome. If you're willing, we could share that with the world. Well, I may have to. Uh, <laughs> no, no, definitely. Yeah, there'll be plenty of things coming out on both our social medias and on the United Q social media front. So definitely get involved. Go online and check them out. There'll be stuff coming out weekly, and also that's a chance for you guys to get in contact with us and just tag us in stuff. Uh, one thing we'd like to do a sort of weekly feature is our favourite post on Instagram. So if you can tag hashtag UQ United Q or just tag us at UQ United Q on Instagram on your picture, we'd like to probably get a, a favourite photo of the week or have a little chat about yeah. some sort of favourite photo of the week. So give, give us a tag, we'll repost and uh, and it'll be great to chat about or even chat to you about mm. what your picture is. So I quite often get loads of sort of... Uh, inspiration from instagram at least i may not know fully what's what's happening in the picture but something excites me and i'm like yeah hell yeah let's try that out like it looks awesome yeah we're constantly tagging each other in posts yeah (laughs) we have this for barbecue monday yeah (laughs) yeah no it's 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 awesome and social media it's really really sort of opened my eyes to what i can do on a barbecue and or what can be done on a barbecue maybe even not what i've done yet but some stuff that I definitely want to try out when it came to the new year I definitely made a list of things that I want to do in the barbecue this year like uh, it sounds ridiculous but when you barbecue all the time and you have your go-to things and you I mean I'm a really experimental sort of person so I do enjoy trying new things but I often think about stuff then forget about it so it's like at the minute I, I actually made a list of things that I wanted to do this new year mm. that I wanted to get done on the barbecue and and again, we're uh, entering a couple of competitions ourselves this yeah. year. So it's sort of, uh, again, until recently, haven't really uh, practiced much with sort of your, your competition cuts. So your, your, your whole briskets your, and stuff like that. I haven't really cooked many of them. And mm. it's uh, stuff like that I want to get out and, and start practicing more and more. So uh, any advice, hints and tips from you guys? We're actually looking to interview some barbecue teams. So... If any of you barbecue competitors want to come on the show, then please uh, get in contact with us, get in touch, and we'll get you on the show. You can give us some hints and tips, so hopefully we'll beat you this yep. season coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, but then at the same time, it's, it's just, yeah, I've, I've created this list. There's loads of stuff that I want to do, loads of stuff I want to try, and and it's just making sure I get there through the year. So there's always plenty of stuff that I see that really inspires me, and, and hopefully I share stuff that inspires you. So, yeah. I've been doing quite a bit of touring of the, barbecue restaurant scene as well at the moment so yeah I'm getting around trying to review all different restaurants that i go to and try and keep build up a proper list because often you get a barbecue restaurant and you go to it and it's can be disappointing yeah um, not so, quite barbecue yeah not quite barbecue <laughs> it's not seen any sort of barbecue no. other than barbecue sauce possibly yeah so, no. <laughs> but yeah getting out there visiting some proper barbecue restaurants that are doing it properly and sharing the love with everyone. So this weekend, you are actually going to one in Twickenham? Yeah, yeah, Blues Smokehouse. And uh, see Jackie Waite. Yeah, yeah going to meet Jackie Waite, that's Mad Q Barbecue. Yeah. Yeah, uh, awesome, awesome. Yeah. Met her, uh, absolutely brilliant, brilliant personality. Yeah. Loads, hell of a lot about barbecue. Yeah. The queen of barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> Priscilla will probably punch me for saying that, but yeah. uh, I'll let those two argue that out. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, both, uh, hopefully we'll have Jackie in the show in the future, yeah, who could definitely. Uh, definitely teach us a hell of a lot and teach you guys so, so much. So yeah. that's another one to look forward to. I can't wait to hear your feedback from Blues. 
I've seen some of the food in there and it looks phenomenal. Phenomenal. Not had the chance to try it yet, but I've actually lived through your stories. My mouth will water as you are telling me next yeah. week, I'm sure. And I'm up to, uh, to Cardiff. Yeah, Cardiff. Cardiff. Off to Cardiff on Thursday, and I'll be uh, eating in Smokehouse. Uh, Smokehouse. House. <laughs> I'll be eating in Smokehouse uh, <laughs> then. So yeah, yeah. I'm on a bit of a January diet. So hopefully my uh, girlfriend secret. isn't listening to this podcast right now. I can't imagine she will. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine she will either. Well, she, she already started off. She's given up by now. Yeah, she half an hour in. <laughs> she hears way too much about barbecue. She already hates me. For talking so much about barbecue already, so I doubt she will want to listen to my podcast. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I'm on the January diet, strict orders. Uh, my Christmas presents were all too small for me, and I was bought running trainers, so it was all a massive hint for me to <laughs> to start the new year with a bit of a bit of a health kick. So yeah, uh, been eating healthy, but I'm going to sneakily uh, when I'm up in Cardiff. When I'm away, I will play, and I'm going to Smokehouse, and I will be enjoying a sharing platter. <laughs> All on my own. <laughs> All on my own. Whatever they've got, the biggest bundle of different meats coming to me, and I will destroy them all. <laughs> a little bit excited, can you tell? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I'm hoping that will uh, live up to expectations, and we'll probably chat about chat about our experiences next week there. So yeah. uh, I'm looking forward to the Grill Stock restaurant opening in Exeter as well. That's going to yeah, be a good awesome. time. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Currently, yeah. right now, uh, Bristol's the closest. Mm. Uh, Bath, no Bath. Bath's further for us, isn't it? Yeah, Bath's a little bit further for us. Yeah, so I mean, Bristol. Been to Bristol, been to Bath, and and hit Grill stuck up both both times. Loved it in there, and uh, yeah, yeah. They're cool guys as well. Can't wait for one to open in in Exeter. That'll be awesome. A little bit closer to our doorstep. Yeah, keep coming, guys. Yeah, <laughs> if you ever want to come to Plymouth, more than welcome. Yeah, <laughs> and again, yeah, looking forward to uh, to hearing about the uh, King of the Grill coming up. Uh, mm. So Grill Stock uh, released a, a little bit of a statement, basically saying they're trying to get some uh, a larger area for King of the Grill competition for Grill Stock this year in Bristol. And uh, they were they announced that they had a meeting with the council to see if they they had that extra space today. So hopefully. Mm. Find out. We'll find now, out. We will find out, and you other barbecue betters will find out pretty soon uh, whether you've got on or not, and that that'll be great. I mean, already I know we're booked into the the Ibis in Bristol, and uh, and a lot of people that we speak to online and and uh, sort of the other barbecue enthusiasts we're in contact with are pretty much booked out Ibis there, and uh, that's going to be a cracking sort of weekend for us. Yeah, and they're uh, really the looking forward. Will be flowing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Too much bourbon. Too much barbecue. That. Uh, can't be can't happen so yeah we'll be uh we'll be loving life uh catch up with us pull us to the side chat to us if you want to come on the show let us know uh we'll be actually whether or not whether or not we're competing hmm. we hope we are we'll fingers crossed we'll be there we'll be podcasting live from there we'll be periscoping we'll be tweeting we'll be instagramming we'll be everything so just get in contact with us hit us up on one of the social medias we'll come over and chat to you and uh hopefully hook some more interviews up in the future yeah we'll be recording get some stuff on youtube yeah 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 to share some of all the awesome barbecuers in the uk with the rest of the world yeah awesome yeah. awesome right well that's uh that's us uh 35 minutes today yeah signing out gonna sign out for today and uh I hope you enjoyed it and uh, I hope you tune in next week. So we're going to be a weekly podcast released on Wednesday each week. And uh, hopefully you all get in contact with us and, and want to be on the show. Hopefully people that we can interview in the future. 
So uh, thanks for tuning in to United Q Barbecue Podcast, the only barbecue podcast in the UK. Brought to you by your host Dan from United Q and his co-host Barbecue Forty. Cheers. Thank you very much.